We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And I am joined with a lot of help. From Master Gardener Teresa Rooney once again. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Denny. So happy to be here with you. Well, it's always good to have you and your colleagues on our Smart Garden Show, giving our listeners all this, uh, this these great tips. And today's going to be no different. If you have any kind of a lawn or que- a garden question, and we're already getting getting a bunch, of, uh, Teresa, which I guess maybe this time of the year, this is April now. People are getting kind of antsy to not only work on the uh, the lawns, but to get our garden shaped up. And uh, we'll get to those text messages in a moment. But let me give you the phone number. It is also the text number. And if you're a regular listener to the show, you know how busy we, we tend to get. So uh, don't wait. If you have a lawn or garden question, call it in or text it in at this number, 651 461 Nine two two six. Well, it looks like as far as the uh, weekend goes, this is the better of uh, the, the today and tomorrow as far as uh, moisture or lack of, and then sunshine later on, and maybe near fifty. So, what are your plans today, Teresa? As far as my plans garden? today, I'm I'm very very lucky. I'm going to be attending online a free pruning class with the Ramsey County Master Gardeners hmm. uh, this morning. So that's open to everybody. So I, you might even still be able to sign up. Because Master Gardeners have to keep our our, uh, certification up, so we have to keep our education hours. And I've been just gobbling up every bit of education I possibly can because I just love learning about it. Um, But I'll also be uh, probably then thinking about what I can put in my my yard, my lawns. I was going to say my lawns. You guys know I don't have lawns. You don't really Um, have a lawn, do you? I have no lawn. For new (laughs) listeners, what what do you have as far as the yard goes? Um, I live in South Minneapolis, so I have a tiny little, you know, 40 by whatever it is, 90 lot. And I have trees and shrubs and then a lot of perennials, ground covers, things like that. So I have no turf grass. I do have some ornamental grasses. I have bulbs and all kinds of things like that. Um, I do put in veggies, and this year I'm planning, um, since I have more time and I'm a little better now, so I can put in some vegetables, so I'll be doing some vegetables. I do have a chipmunk who lives here and some squirrels. (laughs) So um, my chippies and squirrels and raccoons are extremely well-fed. They are very, very healthy, so I have contributed to the health of the wildlife in my area. Oh, they love your yard for sure. They love my yard, yes, and it's a certified wildlife habitat, so I have to keep keep everything nice and healthy and I love doing that so um so I'm thinking about where I'm going to put all the the 
the shrubs I've ordered. Oh, no, there's so many coming and things like that. So, yeah, it's just it's already jam packed and I don't know where I'm going to put it. But master or gardeners know what they do. They order too much and we find a place for everything. Uh, well, you mentioned the word pruning, and I is there something that we should, uh, is this the time to prune, uh, generally speaking now, or not yet? Okay, so so what you can start, what you can prune is a, before, say, next weekend, you want to get all your oaks pruned. So try to get any of those trees that might get diseases from insects or fungal diseases through the air, your apple trees and your oaks and your elms and your ashes. You want all of those pruned as much as possible. Um, I don't think the sap is risen yet for the maples and the birches, so you can still prune those if you need to. So you want to get your, your tree pruning done. You want to maybe go outside now and look at your shrubs and see, do they need some pruning? Do they need some help? Anything that blooms in the spring, azaleas, rhododendrons, mock oranges, magnolias, you don't want to prune those because you'll be cutting off flowers and lilacs. Um, if you want, if you have to prune, you have to prune, you cut off flowers, that's not the end of the world, but just know you're cutting off flowers. But the other shrubs you want to look at, do I need to, do I need to shape them a little bit? Because there's no leaves to distract you. So now you can really see the shape of the plant and the shape of the trees and the shape of the shrubs. You can really, you know, start to look, is there dead wood in there? You can always pull out dead wood and take that out. So if you need to do some pruning, and then you can look and see, what have the rabbits and the deer pruned for me this year? What do I need to fix? Uh, the roses and things aren't coming out of dormancy yet, so you can wait a little while on those. They aren't coming out. If you want to prune them, you can. Otherwise, just wait to see what comes out of dormancy, your spireas and things like that. But you can be doing some cleanup. But what I'd really say is look out in your yard. There's no leaves to distract you, no pretty flowers to distract you can really look at what's going on in your yard then head over to the extension website extension.umn.edu and uh, click on the yard and garden line and then go to the landscape area and there's all kinds of ideas about how to landscape what you want to think about how to be um, sustainable so if you need any any help with any of that that's right there and it's good videos and if it's going to be cold outside you don't want to go out you can look at the videos instead and then get your seeds planted your your tomatoes and things like that, it's a good time to start planting those. Excellent. Inside the house, not outside. It, yes, inside. <laughs> Let's make that qualification. For sure. Yes. All right. We have callers. We have texters. Uh, let us uh, grab a phone call from Kent, who I believe is calling from Eden Prairie this morning. Kent, you are on CCO with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Uh, good morning. I have an old peony plant that's been in its current location for about 12 years or so. I'd like to move it. Um, wondering when the best time is, and whether you have any cautions about moving it. Sure, um, you have you have some options. The best option would be to wait till August to move it after it's bloomed. Um, your second best option is to do it as soon as the ground is thawed out, and you can move the plant. If you're just moving it because you need it to get more light, what you want to do is dig the, the ball of the, the plant up as big as possible. Before you do that, though, I want you to have your uh, the other hole all ready for it. Have a nice some compost ready for it. Get everything nice and ready so its new home is going to be all ready. And then I want you to dig that, that ball of the peony plant up as big as you possibly can. Don't disturb the roots quietly whisper bring it over to the other hole maybe drag it on a tarp be really quiet so it doesn't know it's being moved and then plant it in the hole at the same depth or a little bit higher you want there'll be little red shoots coming up little red 
pokey things coming up. And those are going to be the growing point a little bit higher. You want, there'll be little red shoots coming up, little red pokey things coming up. And those are going to be the growing points of the eyes. You want those eyes right at the surface level or no more than, say, an inch below the surface level. Those eyes get too deep, the, the plant goes blind and it doesn't produce flowers. So if you can hook that all together in your mind, eyes pointing up red close to the surface so they can see the sun, and then you'll see the flowers. If they're too deep, they can't see the sun, they can't see that, and they won't. you won't see flowers. So if you can keep that together. And by not disturbing this, the plant, you may still get blooms this year. However, peonies have big root systems, and they don't like to be moved. They don't like to be divided. So... If you have to move them or divide them, you may not see flowers for three years, and that two or three years. That's just something to think about. But Kent, I wish you the best of luck with your peony. Make sure you've sighted it really good so it's going to have the full sun that it needs, and then do backfill it with the compost and give it a good drink of water. It should be just fine this year. Good luck. Very good. And before we break, let's grab a text. What is the process and timing for bringing back a geranium that wintered in the basement? You can pull those up now. Go ahead and plant them in a pot. Uh, give them a good drink of water. Get them on the windowsill or someplace nice and bright. And then they'll come out of dormancy for you. Uh, prune what is dead and what isn't coming out of dormancy. And then as soon as it's warm enough, you can either plant that in another pot or just set it outside and enjoy your geranium all summer long. Very good. I want to alert our callers. Gene, you're going to be next after the break, so don't go away. Call in or text in your to the Master Gardener, Teresa Rooney, Smart Garden Show. Any lawn or garden question at 651-461-9226. 37 degrees now on our way to near 50 here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show around here on CCR Radio every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour. Welcoming your lawn or garden questions this morning from Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. And boy, oh boy, Teresa, you have a busy rest of hour. That's of good. Hour. Yes, it is. Uh, we have tons of callers in Texas, so let's get to it. We promised Gene and Mound that uh, Gene would be the next caller. Thanks for waiting, Gene. What's your question for Teresa? Yes. Hi, Teresa. I really like your guys' program I'm trying to grow parsnips, and I can't seem to sprout them. And I plant them in the garden in the spring. They don't grow. I plant them in the house, sprout them, and they just can't seem to grow in the ground. I was wondering, what am I doing wrong? Hmm. Um, what you might want to try first, Gene, is to sprout your seeds in like a paper towel so you know they've sprouted. Then transplant those little sprouted seeds into your garden. And then uh, just they kind of like it cool, so put them in fairly quickly in the spring and then let them grow. And many people then sometimes harvest them the next spring, but if your ground's going to freeze, then you harvest them late in the fall. You can try those things. And I would definitely also suggest that you uh, look at the Minnesota website, the extension.umn.edu. Parsnips are one of my favorite vegetables. I can never get enough. So good luck, Jean, with your with your parsnips. All right. Thanks, Gene. Uh, texter says, I am considering the trench method of, for planting the tomatoes. Also, uh, what type of soil mixture should I use? 
Okay, so I'm assuming this person is going to plant in the soil. So what the trench method is where you're going to bury it deeper because we want to bury our tomatoes deeper because they'll send out roots all along that buried stem. So you have more roots gathering more energy, getting bigger and better tomatoes. Uh, just regular garden soil will work. You can always amend it with compost. If you're potting in a pot, you need to use potting soil. And the trench method is where you just want to make a trench. One end's going to be deeper than the other. And the deeper end is where you're going to put the root ball of the tomato. And then you plant your tomato. You take off all the leaves you're going to bury because you do pull off some leaves. You lay the, the tomato in there. You leave some leaves sticking up above ground. You bury it. You water it really well. First water the hole, then water it really well once you bury it. And then make sure you put your cage down right away. The leaves that are laying on the ground will pop up in a day or two because they're going to head toward the sun and you'll be fine. Make sure you mark your tomato. Good luck with your tomato. Very good. Back to the phones we go. Dorothy is calling in this morning from uh, Minneapolis, I believe. Uh, Dorothy, you're on CCO with Teresa. Hello. I'm sorry. I have a question on pruning, and I think I heard you as I was on hold talking about pruning. But anyway, my question is, am I too late to prune my apple tree? You're right at the tail end of the season for pruning your apple tree, Dorothy, so go ahead and get that done as quickly as possible. You want to do that when there's no funguses in the air. Uh, that could cause fire blight. So you're just at the tail end of doing that. So March is March and April, the first part of April is fine. Go ahead and trim your apple tree. Good luck. Dexter says this, then we'll get back to the phones. Would it be okay to plant celebrity tomatoes and Rutgers Obsession and Passion Basil and a raised garden bed that it's two feet by four feet and about nine and a half inches deep. Would that be okay? Uh, that's two tomato plants. Uh, should be okay. The two by four, that's going to be kind of squishy. But I would plant the two tomatoes as far apart as you can. Go ahead. Yep, they should be fine. Okay. Sue is calling in from Howard Lake, I think, uh, this morning. Uh, let's uh, check in. Uh, Sue, you're on uh, CCO with uh, Teresa. Good morning, Sue. Good morning. I so appreciate this show and uh, thank her for all her information. <laughs> so, yes, um, I had the good fortune of having some amaryllis bulbs that uh, blossomed beautifully around Christmas time, eight blossoms to a couple of them, and mm -hmm. I just can't resist the thought. I tried it a, a number of years ago to summer those and to be able to have them to reblossom this fall. But um, I, I had a cup. I I wasn't getting information different places. Tried your, your website and and didn't really um, get the direction I needed. I guess to know how to summer them, um, and maybe I've already blown it because a, um, on a couple of the pots I did cut off the flower stem after a, a bit of time. Mm -hmm. Is, uh, should I maybe Sue, not have done that? No, or, Sue, or you're, doing, is... you're doing totally right. Congratulations. They sound like they were gorgeous blossoms, and thanks for liking the show. Um, Sue, so what you want to do is you can set those pots outside in the summer. As soon as the temperatures are above 50 and 60 at night, I'd probably wait till they get warm, like 60-ish. And then set it in the shade. Um, you can it, A dappled shade would be really good. And then if you want to, you can move it into the sun. Just watch it so the plants don't get sunburned. Sometimes they, they can't take a, the hot sun. just takes them a little while to get used to it. Um, they'll be nice, big, lush leaves all summer long. 
those leaves will be grabbing energy and putting them into the bulb and then you should have some beautiful uh, flowers next year um, you can fertilize during the summer if you want to that's fine keep them watered um, it's easier to keep them in big pots rather than putting them in the ground there's less chances of weird bugs and things like that to get in there and eat the bulbs um, there there's just some some borers and things in the soil that like amaryllis bulbs so you can plant them in the soil in the garden but you can also just put them in big pots you can even use them in your containers if you want to and then just make sure you bring them back in into the house before it gets cold outside good luck with that sue thank you sue let's uh i tell you i know we have to break for weather but let's get another phone call in here we'll pick up on text messages too dan is calling in this morning i believe from hopkins uh dan good morning thank you say uh you may have mentioned this i didn't hear it but When's the best time to, pr- to prune pines? And does it matter how I prune them with a certain saw blade on my reciprocating saw? And do I put any kind of an ointment, any kind of a... Uh, a sealer. Do I put any kind of a um, paint on it or something right. to protect the stump? Thank you. Dan, Dan, those are really good questions. First of all, you don't need any sealer. No, no painting, nothing like that. The, the pine needs to heal it itself. You never want to prune anything and then put a sealer on it uh, for most plants for most of the years. Uh, so you want to prune your pine when you see the, the fresh growth coming out. And that will tell you you can go ahead and prune it. And also you can use whatever saw blade you need to use. I'm not quite sure which one you're using there. So, so that should be just fine. What I would suggest if you're trimming a larger branch off that you do an undercut about six inches away from where you want the cut to be, and then you prune off the weight uh, with a second cut, and then you make your third cut right at the branch collar. And we've got some really good information on pruning plants uh, on the website. So do look at that, Dan, and good luck with your pines. All right, very good, Dan. Thank you so much for the call. We need uh, Teresa to take a break. We have about another half hour of the show to go, so don't go away. Peter and Egan, you're going to be next up on the phones, and then we'll uh, pick up on some text messages as well here on our Smart Garden Show. On News Talk 830, this is WCCO. Stay with us. And welcome back to our Smart Garden Show. Denny Long here, along with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, answering your lawn and garden questions this morning, both by phone and by text. Uh, here's the number for either, 651-461-9226, and we do have both phone calls and text messages to help uh, folks out this morning, Teresa. Uh, let's see who, we promised Peter in uh, Egan. Peter would be next. Uh, thank you for waiting. I hope you're still there, Peter. What is your question? I am. I've got a couple of uh, hyacinth bulbs that I bought that are in like a water garden. Um, They're like a vase with water, and you can see the roots to the bulbs. And I'm wondering, after after they bloomed and they're on their downside, is there a way to save the bulb, and can I put them in a water garden again, or do I plant them in a garden? Okay. Peter, first of all, thanks for waiting. Um, So when the bulbs are put in water, they're really stressed, and they don't usually recover that well to be planted out again. So probably planting them in water again is not going to work. However, what you can do is you can try planting them outside once the ground is thawed, 
and you can plant your, your hyacinths then, they probably won't come back. Um, hyacinths tend to, to go down very quickly. They don't come back really well year after year. And bulbs planted and stressed through the watering, through that growing by water, just don't come back. But it never hurts to try. You might get something, or if you don't, you're at least getting compost in your garden. So good luck with that. All right, very good. Here's a question via the text. Will vinegar on your lawn kill, not putting it on now, kill Creeping Charlie this spring? Um, I would suggest not to use the vinegar. Uh, If you're going to use vinegar, use the professional. uh, It'll save vinegar when you're, it'll be a herbicide that you use. Um, It actually burns the plant. It adds salt to your soil, which you probably don't want to do. And it usually just burns the leaves and doesn't really kill the plant itself. And you'll probably be killing the grass. Anything it touches will get brown and crispy. So I would suggest not using vinegar in that kind of a situation, uh, and definitely not use the vinegar you pull off your shelf at home because it's it's not going to it's not going to work for you. There's other ways you can get rid of Creeping Charlie better, and I would go to the Extension website and get some ideas on that. Yeah, I think Teresa, you and your colleagues uh, recommend treating Creeping Charlie toward the fall. And right. I think the chemical is Trimec, as I recall. It, it, the Trimec and things like that. And they'll say for Creeping Charlie right on it. It's for a yeah. broadleaf weed killer. Uh, you can treat it in the spring when it's blooming and then if you need to again in the fall after the first frost. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't use what you're finding right. on Pinterest or whatever. Don't use those solutions, right. please. Let us go back to the phones. Lorraine is calling in from Maple Grove, I believe, this morning. Lorraine, you're on CCO with Teresa. Thank you. I have a very large Christmas cactus that the branches, and I'm wondering if I can just trim them all back now. They're just finishing blossoming. So you can you can trim it back. You don't want to trim it to like the hard wood wood. You still want some leaves. So if you want to break off some of those, and I know that I'm saying leaves, and that's not technically what they're called, and Julie would correct me on that because she's an expert at Christmas cactus. But those those sections, those segments. So you can trim those segments off. You can you can clean it up a little bit, and uh, that would be just fine. Yep. The, don't go back to the hard wood where there's no more little paddles of leaves. You still want some of those leaves there, but. You trim back what you need to on it, and that sounds just beautiful. Good luck, Lorraine. Thanks, Lorraine. Minneapolis is our next stop. I think Cindy is phoning in with a lawn and garden question there. Uh, Cindy, good morning. You're on with Teresa. Hi, I love your show. I have a question. When do I take the cones off my roses? Okay, Cindy, are they styrofoam cones or the paper mache? The, the, styro, the styrofoam, okay. yeah. Okay, make sure you, did you take the t- the lids off of those cones? I haven't taken the lids off, no. Okay. I haven't done uh, any of that. So. Take the lids off um, as soon as you can. The cones heat up really fat, really hard in the winter. They get up really high, and sometimes you can actually burn your roses inside there. It just cooks them because it gets so hot in the winter time without the without the lids with the lids being on there so take the lids off um when it starts to get maybe the middle of next month in a week or two three weeks two weeks you could pull the cones off and you know look at the weather forecast if it's going to be we're going to get some more 30 degree weather i probably wouldn't do it but if you're if it's going to be a little warmer than that 40s and 50s 
go ahead and take those cones off. Um, if you stuff them with leaves, maybe put the, the leaves in a bag and just keep those bags of leaves just nearby in case you need to pop those cones back on if we get a hailstorm or something like that. But give it a week or two and then start pulling those cones off. But I would definitely get those lids off right away as soon as you can. This texture, and you have to help me with this, uh, Teresa, instead of peat moss, Nancy, the texture says, can you substitute, is it coconut core? Coconut core. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, okay. please, Nancy, please substitute for the coconut core. Um, that's that's a byproduct of coconuts, It's and it's, it's actually renew, a renewable resource rather than the peat, which is not a renewable resource. Coconut core works absolutely wonderful. Go ahead and use it. Yep. Mm, all right. Back to the phones. Pauline calling in from Minneapolis uh, this morning. Pauline, good morning. You are on uh, CCO with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Pauline, thank you. Um, Good morning. I last year planted a couple um, lavender into these beautiful huge pots that I have, and they grew beautifully. And then I brought them in and put them in the foyer where it's cool all winter but not freezing and they mm-hmm. appear to still be alive they've kind of gone dormant mm-hmm. but they and it smells so good still <laughs> that, would i be able to put <laughs> would i be able to put those back out cuz i that's the same plan i want to have this summer can will they grow again if, outside if st- or will if, i have to start from scratch no if they're still alive and it it, there's still essential oils there, so even if they're dead, they're still going to smell good, which is wonderful. But you can you can go ahead and definitely, once the weather gets warm, uh, maybe even bring them into the house where it's a little warm. And if you start to see new growth on them, then you know that they're going to be okay. Then you can definitely go ahead and put them outside again. That's a really great way to keep your plants growing all year. And I envy you your lavender. <laughs> Six five one four six one nine two two six. That the number will get you either a text or a phone call for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Let's grab another text. This one <laughs> says, "Your show rocks." Anyway, <laughs> I like it, that. That's it says, good. <laughs> uh, a "Texter says I dormant seeded last fall. I assume that I should not put crabgrass preventer down this spring, or is it okay once the grass sprouts?" Oh, that's a really good question. Um, and I know Denny Dormant seeded too, didn't you? Last I fall? did, and do, yep. yes. Yep. So, so you're, you're totally thinking this through correctly. Uh, when you put down the seeds, then if before the seeds sprout, you don't want to use a pre-emergent because that would stop those seeds from sprouting. So you're totally thinking it through correctly. Once, they go, once they've sprouted and you know you've got a good germination rate and pretty much they've all sprouted, then if you need to use a pre-emergent, you can go ahead and use it. Totally good thinking on that. You're doing okay. well. Another text says, when, when do I prune uh, chokeberry bushes, not a tree? They flower in the spring, and I harvest the berries in the fall for wine. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Um, you know, I would just prune them to shape after they've finished flowering and they've started getting their, their, their uh, berries. Um, if you want to prune them before that, that, that should be okay. But just understand you may be cutting off. I'm not sure when they – I think they – they bloom a new wood, so you would be okay. They don't set their their flowers the year before, but I would probably wait till they flower, wait till they flesh out a little bit, and then go ahead and prune them as you need to. Okay. This listener wants to know, is it okay if I clean up my old hosta leaves today? 
It certainly is. Go ahead and clean up those hosta leaves. The ground, if the ground isn't squishy, you can be out in your gardens. You can be out on your lawns. If they're squishy, don't be out on the soil. You're compacting it. But yep, go ahead and clean those things up. That's that's always kind of a nice little tidy and gets you out of doing housework in the house. And I'm all for that. There's a couple of lilac questions back to back. Let's uh, see if we can't uh, help both of these folks. This one says we had to replace air conditioner and had to have to uh, cut back two overgrown lilacs. How should I cut them back? That's one, if you want to answer that first. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you need to cut back the lilacs, just go ahead and do the pruning that you need to do. Understand whatever you're pruning, you're cutting off flowers. You can prune them to shape, take out all the dead wood, cut out those crossing branches. Um, But remember, whatever you're pruning, you're, you're, you're taking out flowers. And then then just that should be just fine as long as they're away from your air conditioner. And this other listener says this, they want to move. Can I move established lilacs in the fall if I cut them way back and move them to the west side of my house? You can. What I would suggest doing this this spring, as soon as the ground uh, thaws out, I would suggest actually going with your spade or your shovel and cutting straight down. And you're kind of like in the area where you're going to move next year. Uh, you're you're going to prune the lilacs uh, roots right now is what you're going to do. And as those roots that then as you cut all those roots inside that pr- that cut area, they'll start to form new roots. So next fall, cut the same area again. You'll probably still cut a few roots, but not many. Um, but they'll have that whole root ball ready to go. And then you can cut them down if you need to to move them. Uh, but move the ball as big as you possibly can. That would be good. Just give it a nice, rich soil. Throw some compost in when you when you plant it in the fall, and that should be just fine. And then if you need to prune it down to size, go ahead and do that, understanding that you would be cutting back on your flowering for next spring. This listener, Teresa, wants to know, how do I prune my William Baffin climbing rose? I would wait. Um, William Baffin is a big, beautiful pink climber, uh, so I would go ahead, um, you can prune it as you need to. If you want to cut it all the way back, you can because they can be a beast. Um, uh, but if you just want to just prune it as you need to, uh, wait till it comes out of dormancy. Before that, you can pull out any dead stuff, any crossing branches. You can trim back some of the canes if you want to bring that height down. It'll bloom. And then you can, if you need to give it another haircut, you can give it another haircut. Um, but yeah, you can do that anytime now that you want to. Okay. This listener, Teresa, says we still have a thick layer of leaves and mulch over our perennial flower beds. Is this the time to uncover those flower beds? I, I would go ahead and start pulling that mulch back a little bit. Um, it's been a little weird weather lately, to say the least. But uh, we're supposed to hopefully maybe start getting some more normal weather. Okay, I'm knocking on wood. I don't know if you hear that. Um, but, yeah, go ahead and start pulling that back. The longer you leave that, that mulch on there, that deep winter that deep fall mulch that you put down the slower those soils are going to warm up so if you want those soils to warm up because haha the weather's actually going to warm up uh, you can go ahead and and you need to pull that mulch back a little bit if you just want to pull it a little bit away from the perennials if you're going to leave it there for the rest of the year that's fine if you need to start taking it off you can take off a little bit at a time i would just leave a little bit there in case you want to flop it over really quick in case we're getting another weird winter uh, uh, frost or freeze and it's going to be a few days a little bit of coolness on the on anything is not going to hurt it but yep you can go ahead and start pulling that back 
All right. As long go. as your soil's not squishy in the garden. That's another uh, master gardener term, squishy. Squishy. That's a very technical scientific term. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Teresa, hang on. Uh, We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be back with more of our smart squishy. Squishy. That's a very technical scientific term. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Teresa, hang on. Uh, We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be back with more of our smart garden show around every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour here on News Talk 830 WCCO, 37 degrees on our way to near 50. Stay with us. Good morning. Welcome back. This is the second day of April. We're in the midst of our lawn and garden show. We call it our Smart Garden Show on CCO with Master Gardener Teresa Rooney helping you out today, either by phone or by text. And, Teresa, let's see how many folks we can uh, help out. Uh, by the way, before we do, and I don't want to forget because I always like to tell folks, remind folks, that we have such a great resource, not only with the University of Minnesota website, extension.umn.edu. Check that out. But the University of Minnesota Landscape Arboretum. That is such a wonderful place, no matter what time of year we're talking about, right? It really is. And if you you can take a drive out on Three Mile Drive, and if you look at the trees, you can get to see what a tree structure looks like, whether it's horizontal or upright or rounded. You can really get a good idea of what that tree looks like um, without any leaves to bother your eyes and get a good truck so you can start seeing what the tree is that you might want to add to your yard. Yeah, and it's uh, you still need it's, reservations. You get on, do it all do. through online, right? Yep, yep. But, yeah, Three Mile Drive is open for walking and driving. There's a little slippery places. Just be careful. But, yep, get out there. It's a gem. It's a gem. And uh, you just head west on Highway 5 and to... Uh, 41 is, is the closest 41. intersection. Yeah. It's just past yeah. there, and you take yeah. a left. Just on the south side of 41, yeah, or yeah. just on the west and then south on, yeah, just easy on the to south get side. To. Easy. Really easy to get to, yeah. Uh, Texter says this, my three-year-old bed of daffodils, which was increasing in size, looks like nothing has survived. No leaf tips are above ground anymore. What went wrong? Would the drought have done this? Probably not the drought. I would give it a little bit of time. It may just be that it's a little cooler. If, however, nothing comes up, um, you can go back down in there and dig up and see what happened to the bulbs. Uh, I suppose the drought could have done it if the if the, the bed was totally desiccated for the whole season. But normally these kind of bulbs like it to be a little drier in the summer anyway. Um, I, I would just give it a little bit of time. It could just be that it just hasn't woken up because we've just had some really weird weather lately. This uh, texture says this, my Thanksgiving and Christmas cactuses drop leaves all the time. What's that about? Uh, it could just be a stress. Maybe it's not enough uh, not enough sunlight or too much sunlight. So make sure you, you're looking at what it's doing there. It could be getting bumped. They don't, they, they're, how they propagate in the wild would be um, something runs by them or the wind knocks a little petal off and that little segment then can root out. So if it's in an area where it gets bumped or jiggled a lot, the dogs are playing, the grandkids are playing, the kids are playing, everybody's goofing around, whatever. But all of that can cause those leaves to drop off too. They're not on, they're really tight. It's it's meant to drop off and propagate. So you have to kind of put it in a place where it's not going to get jiggled a lot. Okay. This uh, texture says, can I plant a poinsettia in the ground with the pot and then pulling up before frost? Sure. 
go ahead and do that. Just make sure you understand that when it's in the ground, in the pot, that if we get a little droughty, you're going to have to water it a little bit more. Even though it's still in the ground, it can't access the water around it. So you And then you need to give it maybe a little bit of fertilizer too. So just understand you do have to care for it. It's not quite as tricky as keeping the pot above ground and, and it gets really dried out. You just have to be a little more cognizant that it may it may fall prey to some stressors sooner than your other in-ground plants. So you just have to watch it a little bit. But that's a perfect way to do it. All right. When should maple trees be trimmed, the listener wants to know. I would do it either now or wait till after the sap has run. Once the sap starts running, you can prune it. It'll just really gush a lot of sap, not like a waterfall. It'll it'll drain a lot of sap, and it'll look really horrible, and you'll feel terrible because you've wounded your plant. The tree doesn't really care, but it just is unsightly. So I would do it either right away or wait till the sap is finished running, and then you can go ahead and prune it. Okay, let's see. Uh, we're almost out of time here. However, uh, here's one. Uh, can you cut a section of uh, Diffenbachia potted plant, put it in another pot with soil, and have it thrive and grow? Certainly. Keep the other. This, keep the section that you cut off, the top section that you cut off, um, wet. You can also do air layering, where you just cut into the branch a little, into the trunk a little bit, wrap it with some moss and some uh, some uh, moist. Uh, like uh, uh, saran wrap or something, and just then it'll root right there, and then you can cut those sections off and then plant them. But you can certainly go ahead and, and start a new Diefenbachia that way. All right. Love the show, this one says. We love to hear that, too. We I do. have a, I have an area of lawn, Texter says, that died from drought last year. What's the best way to recede, and do I need to remove all the dead grass? I would I would gently rake up the 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 stuff that's there. Um, if you want to, if you can, then scratch in a little compost into the top of the soil just to make it a little nicer for the seedlings. Put the seedlings the seeds down, and then go ahead and keep it moist. You may need to uh, save some of the stuff you raked up. As soon as you get that that soil moist, then gently just put some of that stuff back on. It'll protect those seeds from birds eating it as quickly. Once it's up and growing, but do just keep it moist and then it could come up. It's not the best time, but you could do it now or do it in a little, like a week, a month or two, like about a half a month or a month. Mm -hmm. I know you have a thought or two about this next one. How do I get rid of rabbits? Yeah. Um, I would I would invite your local coyotes and fox and hawks and owls into your neighborhood. That is wonderful way to get rid of bunnies. Or how about barriers? Uh, uh, barriers, yeah. The, the, the best way is just to fence things off, put chicken wire down, fence things off, especially if you're putting in new plantings or new vegetables. As soon as you plant your veggie garden, make sure that fence goes up the same day. Once the bunnies know where the food is, they will find a way to get to it. They parachute in from drones and things like that. It's kind of wild. But um, you just want to really just fence it off and, and just learn to love the look of chicken wire. Once things are up and growing, they should be okay. Uh, plant clover in your lawn. The bunnies like clover over most other things. So if you can plant your, your lawn with clover, that will really keep the bunnies away from your other stuff. And if you can get some of those predators in, that helps the whole situation kind of get better, too. We have about a minute to go. Can we walk on our lawns yet, Texter wants to know? If they're frozen, yes. 
If they're not frozen but um, kind of hard, yes. If they're squishy, no. And, uh, again, get to the Arboretum, but uh, tell us once again the university website. There's so much, especially, you know, I love that lawn section where it gives you a whole growing season uh, tips on uh, what and when to do it. It's amazing what's on there. Extension.umn.edu can learn about seeds. You can learn about, have videos on landscaping. You can learn about lawns, house plants, hydroponics, just about anything that is going to grow. You can learn about it there. That's extension.umn.edu. You're going to love it. And if you can't remember that and you have a question on raspberries, just Google raspberries, U-M-N. It'll bring you right there. Yeah, it's a great one. You can eventually get to where you want to go. Great winter or summer reading. Doesn't matter when, what time of year. A lot of great help. And as usual, you've been a great help to to our listeners as well. Teresa, always a pleasure. Hope you have a good uh, couple of weeks before we speak again. I think Julie will be joining us next week. We'll see you at the end of this month. Very good. Thank you, Teresa. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney here on A3OWCCO. Now, coming up next, right after the uh, news break from CBS and Al's local news, we're going to talk home improvement, as we always do, with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. In the meantime, we should see partly sunny skies today. Nice day today in the Twin Cities. Going to be near 50, but maybe some rain tomorrow, high near 44. Right now, overcast, 37 on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.